Live from New York, it's Ask This Engineer. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Ask an Engineer. It's me, Lady Ada, the engineer, with me, Mr. Lady Ada, on camera control. And a lot of the content that you're going to see, we got an exciting show for you tonight, full-packed hour of new products, news, guides, videos. It's not out yet, and more, including a code. Just yeah. one code. Let's try to squeeze all this in one hour. The code is VCNL. That is an L, by the way. It's all lowercase. VCNL. Mm. That gets you 10% off in the store, all the way up to 11.59 p.m. It's, you know, because of this product, but uh, it's VCNL. Use it or lose it. Uh, we'll talk about some of our live shows, including Show and Tell. Thanks, Melissa, for hosting. Like about Desk of Lady Ada, including The Great Search. We got a JP's Product Pick of the Week guide. A little bit of a reminder, JP broadcasts this every week on JP's Workshop as well. Some advanced manufacturing made in New York City. 3D printing. We got a Halloween roundup and more and a speed up. We got INMPI. It's brought to you by DigiKey. We've got some top secret. We got some new products. We can answer your questions. We do that on Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord where we answer questions throughout the show and at the end of the show. And then you can hang out 24-7. It's a place where you can meet others that are building things and sharing things. So come on by all that and more on, yep, you guessed it, Ask an Engineer. Yay. Okay, so um, code is VCNL. You get free stuff. Lady, yes. What do they get when they start putting stuff in their cart? When you order from Adafruit.com, we have freebies, $99 or more. This beautiful gold-plated PCB coaster if you have more than one it's great because now you have a set and they come with little rubber bumpers and i use mine every day 149 or more orders get a kb2040 it's a pro micro pinout compatible microcontroller board featuring the rp2040 chip it's got eight megabytes of flash usb-c semi-qt port for plug and play sensors buttons and neopixel and more uh, it's a great little board for starting your microcontroller journey Orders $200 and more, you'll get free UPS ground shipping in the continental United States. It's trackable, it's unionized, it's insured, it's pretty sweet. So that's from And we us. got better rates now too. Yes, which makes it even easier for us to offer free shipping. And then uh, orders $299 and more, we're doing a special promo with DigiKey and NXP for our new Metro M7 blazingly fast 500 megahertz processor with a Cortex M7. That's where the M7 comes from. Um, in Metro format, which makes it easy to use with all of your Arduino compatible shields. Also has micro SD built in, um, stomach UT port, SWD debug for people who want to do debug uh, state, USB-C, uh, DC power, and on-off switch. So a very, very powerful, I think the most powerful Metro-shaped microcontroller board okay. by far. All right. We do a bunch of live shows. Uh, thanks, Melissa, who just did the show and tell. So every single Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time, we have the longest running show and tell. Stop on by. We're going to watch the show and tell right after this because we're finishing up the show. It's been some epic weeks here trying to do some uh, hardware as a chip shortage kind of resided. Uh, or what is it? Rescinded? Resided? What's the word? Is there a word? Uh, receded. Yeah, receded. Receded. Yeah. Yeah, this is what happens when you've uh, when you've been through some shit. You start combining words or using the wrong words. Um, so uh, we're gonna watch the show and tell right after this tonight. On Sundays we do from the desk of Lady Ada. It's two parts. What was the first part this week? Mm, this part we showed off. We got our final Qualia S3 boards in the shop last week. For people who remember, uh, they watched the video. Um, so I wanted to show off that uh, yes, we have Circuit Python working. Um, Jepler is on a much deserved uh, holiday trip. 
Uh, but before he left, he uh, did a PR and the immersion support for these dot clock displays in CircuitPython, and there's also support in Arduino. Uh, so there's going to be much, much more cool weirdo displays. And also, um, as of last week, the Pi 5 was released. I don't think it was out last week because I think it was like the... Um, I think it's Thursday It's a bit morning. of a blur. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think maybe it was after our show. We'll talk about some Raspberry Pi stuff. We'll talk about that this week. Yeah. Uh, so we also talked about the Raspberry Pi 5 uh, pre-release announcement uh, and some of the things to watch out for and to... Uh, Enjoy. So we had the great search. This is where uh, Lady Ada hopes to find all the parts that you need um, on digikey.com. What was the, the search this week? Mm. So one of the new things on the Raspberry Pi 5, which we'll chat about later in more detail, is there's an FPC connector for PCIe. And now is like a good time for me to be like, what is PCIe exactly? And is it the same as M2? And like, why are they compatible? Are they one or the other? And how many lanes? And what are, what are lanes even? Uh, so we do a little bit of a dive into PCIe as a uh, mechanical and electrical standard. Um, and we go on the hunt for a PCIe SMT connector that you could use if you wanted to convert the Raspberry Pi PCIe flex cable slot into something you can actually plug a PCIe card into. Yeah. Um, oh, there's a question. I'll answer this real time. So there's a uh, little graphic that's behind us when we do some like web stuff here. Oh I, yeah, look at the green. Yeah. So this is just one graphic, and I've been and it's an animation that I did, and I um, then I tweaked it, and I think I started off with like a little animation, and then I kept uh, making it repeat more, and then I'm just using a, a color tweak. So it's the same animation. It's just green for when it's Descalada. <laughs> uh mode and then of course it's red when we're talking about the great search it's a very cute animation yeah it's fun uh graphics um is graphics your passion <laughs> graphics is my passion um uh, jp's product pick of the week um let's uh let's show this week's highlight we do a product pick of the week every week this is i think um one of the only places where you can watch a live stream on a product page and the discounts automatically uh, applied on checkout so this is the latest the Feather M4 Express, one of my favorites, one of the original high power, high octane, heavy duty feather boards. This one uses the ATSAMD51. It is a powerhouse of a chip. You can run Arduino on it really well. You can run uh, CircuitPython on it incredibly well, especially with floating point math. It has this lovely little prototyping area. You can use this little proto area here. There are a set of ground and three volt pins at the edges and then you have this little grid here of pins that you can use i've just added a potentiometer right there i'm using my little knob to adjust some uh, brightness values there i can hit the different buttons here to change some colors i can even adjust some of these color values with my joystick here we are so excited this one is back in stock like i said it's been a while the return of the feather m4 express Oh, Kidoki, don't forget Thursday is JP's workshop. And then this Friday, Scott's going to be doing deep dive. And then next week, it'll be Scott or Tim, maybe. Um, all this month, it is electronic Halloween season. Spooky season! Um, Spooky circuit season! Yeah, it's all it's Halloween all the time. Um, one of the things that uh, we do are these gift guides. So if you go to adafruit.com and you check out gift guides, you can see some of the things that we have. And... Um, you know, it's been really hard to get a lot of Halloween-related stuff in stock. I think Monster Mask. Monster Mask is, is in back. stock, and the Halloween M4s are in stock. I don't have a yeah. lot, but I did put some in stock. Yeah. And the Feather M4s, which are used in a lot of prop projects that we did. Yeah. 
So, um, I mean, I'll tell you a spooky story. It's spooky. So, you know, this I'll just blend the different segments of our show together. So I've been talking to our team because we're we're starting to get momentum crawling out of like between COVID and then just like how everything kind of melted down in the world. Still kind of melted down. Um, you know, Friday we had like a flood in New York. You saw the I news? Know. Saw the news? That's here. That was Brooklyn. Yeah, that's here. You know, and so you know everyone's kind of been through a thing, but we're we're crawling out of it. You know, Adafruit's okay. Um, people ask once in a while, it's like you know I've, I see a lot of electronic companies or like startups or you know other companies and they're just like not making it. Um, we're making it. Thank you, everybody, for buying stuff. Um, so what we're going to do, because every, you know, just to get ahead of stuff. So we announced earlier in the year, we're like, we think we can get Adabox back going. Um, we were thinking that people were going to just like cancel their subscription because during the chip shortage, we're like, there's no way we can get 4,000 or something. Turns out we have thousands of thousands of signups for when anyone leaves and no one's leaving Adabox. Um, so we get emails like once in a while, someone's like, hey, like, are you ever going to ship Adabox? And we have um, updates. We have, I, I think, you know, for the super fans, you know, there's folks who watch our show. Um, but our plan right now, just for the folks that are kind of like knee deep in the community, watch all of our shows. The plan is um, we're obviously even now not able to get out 4,000 at once, but we're going to start to get an Adabox out, you know, towards the end of the year and just keep shipping all of them until we're caught up to the latest data box. And then next year, get more momentum because I'm, I'm seeing companies blaming, you know, they're like, oh, like open source clone cloners out in China is why we're, we're not shipping stuff or this, that, and the other thing. And, and the reality is you just have to like, you know, bob, bob and weave. Um, so like I said, I'm going to blend these together a little bit. Um, we have this graphic. so. Lemoore's already passed 420 redesigns, but we started this graphics at one shot. So we're like, yay, it's like a 420, man. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, you know, we got through the worst. What's the phrase? You know, if you're going through hell, just keep going. So we got through the worst and we're going to be able to ship an Adabox. But one of the things that's going to be a little hard is like, um, folks are going to be like, I have Adabox, but I, I haven't got mine yet. And it's like, yeah, we're going to restart this machine that's been off for two years. Um, and we'll probably have to do it at batches at a time. Um, we'll have to contact some customers. We'll have to do this stuff. So anyways, we'll give you some real-time progress. Um, one of the things that we might do is, is take a break from some of the other things. Like maybe we won't have like five new products in the store this week in the new product section, but it's like, Hey, like we're wrapping up the, the rest of Adabox and we think we'll be able to do this. So I don't know. I'll ask the community's help with this because, um, you know, the online world is a little terrible at times. Like damned if you do damned if you don't it's never fast enough it's never gonna um but it's really hard to do this it's been a rough couple of years anyways that's our plan um, but i want to give everyone an update and show this graphic um so um the other thing and you know we adapt fast is during all this time we're like well let's have the best ways to do things with your hardware let's continue to make no code or low code solutions for stuff. Let's make the best IOT experience. Let's make it so easy that people tell us you're making it too easy. So those are things, you know, what sometimes you can't get all the parts you need, but you, when you can, or you can build software around the stuff. And then when the parts come in, you're set. So we're calling this whippersnapper Wednesday. Um, Brandon, Lauren and team are doing a really good job on this. And we have some updates. Um, Lady Ada, you could probably talk about a couple yes. of these, but the big ones is we have auto configuration. Yes. And then new uh, UR components. And I love then these emojis. Those are so cute. 
bus. Oh, yeah. You are bus. Yeah, today I read that pretty soon in Gmail, you'll just be able to reply to an email with an emoji, like a message. That's probably the best and worst thing I heard today. Um, so uh, there's so much going on. Okay, look at how many times has added so many yeah. sensors. So, you know, you can see, like, you know, kind of... A, I, I like y'all. I, I I hope that you can see that. Like we really grinded through the last couple of years. We have a lot of good stuff going on. Um, we had a good September. Like we're like we're really crawling out of the the muck of uh, waiting for hardware and just like kind of unending everything. Um, we just eat glass. We make up when we eat glass. Um, but Whippersnapper is kind of like one of the jewels that popped out of this. Like all this pressure happens and it's like bing, you know, a diamond. Um, so <laughs> that's what how diamonds are made. Bing. <laughs> that's what they sound like. Um, deep in in the center of a star yeah so um you know you're you you've been kind of like help pushing this along yeah um so what are the what are the big highlights that you're excited about with this work for Shepard? okay so the you can read the blog post but like, yeah i mean in detail but basically the idea behind auto configuration is if you have a board like a fun house or um like a pie portal that has built-in sensors and displays when you connect to whippersnapper to allow to do even more stuff all the built-in displays like on the fun houses you know a um or whatever there's an accelerometer maybe or there's a humidity sensor temperature sensor light sensor whippersnapper should be like hey i already know what sensors are built into this board i'm going to pre-populate it for you and also if you have a setup that you've made you should be able to export and save your setup so for example a teacher might be like okay you know all the students are going to make a temperature humidity sensor with a, a cutie pie board and an HT20, they would do it once, export the configuration, and then all the students wouldn't have to like go through it with yeah. copy and like click all the buttons. You'd import this uh, file that would be in an open like JSON or um, actually I don't know if it's JSON. I say JSON, but I mean like yeah. YAML, whatever, uh, TOML format um, to be pre-configuration. The second thing, um, if you can scroll up just a little bit, is UART. Um, so we've supported you know analog inputs. PWM outputs, digital ins, digital outs, um, NeoPixels, and now we're getting to get a little bit more, and displays, now we're getting into more esoteric stuff like UART components, um, especially used a lot in air quality sensors. A lot of people want to do air quality projects. So, you know, PMS, the family of PMS sensors um, will now be supported with UART. And so another nice thing about this is if you have one of those like IKEA sensors that's not internet connected, you can now reuse the sensor part and plug in you know your esp8266 and have it auto configure and connect to whippersnapper so check it out brent has a blog post but this and is like tons of sensors yeah but this is like a good example like every time something's happened in the last few years we're like okay well we'll get chips to talk eventually let's make the best iot experience so people have this oh sensors those are completely out of stock when COVID started now like you can get air quality sensors and more so it's like we're gonna keep you know over under throwing um but check it out this is our whipper step for wednesday we try to do this um, at least each month and check out the easiest way to get something connected online and log in and chat and more. it's free guys yeah. it's free um i found our time so this week's python on hardware a little special um because well i'll go through a couple things and then i'm going to bounce over to um probably what a lot of folks who like python on hardware are here about i'm going to ask Okay. I'm going to surprise her with some questions. What? Yeah. So, um, of course, Pi 5. We'll get to that in a second. Um, 
But um, if you're interested in Python, there's a developer survey result. You can start to see like what are people really doing with Python across the world? What things uh, should you consider? Uh, how are they using it? Um, what's interesting is uh, more and more people are using it for embedded development that was never on there. It's interesting. It's going up. I mean, it's not yeah. a big number, but it's going up. Yeah. Yeah, and and the people that are using it are using a lot. That's that's the other thing, of yeah. course. Um, you know, half is for work. There's there's twenty eight percent that's personal use. Um, a lot of it uses it on Linux. So this is just gives you like here's here's the landscape of of Python, especially if you're thinking like, oh, what are what are people using it for? So it's useful. We put a newsletter. Um, it's open hardware month. We'll talk about uh, that in a bit. Um, and you can catch up on some of the open hardware news. Um, we have a bunch of certifications. Again, I'll talk about that once we get to the open hardware section of our show. Octoberfest. Octoberfest is going, and um, there's participating. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of opportunities. You can do just about anything uh, around the CircuitPython world. Um, so uh, check it out in the newsletter and go to it for daily and see the latest, or you can just search for October. And then there's Libre PCB. This is another free tool. More free tools, the better. Yeah, interesting. I'm like, I'm like, I'm into it. You know, like I, I will admit, I currently do not use um, other tools. I'm still using Eagle. I'm, I'm still kind of slowly playing yeah, with that. We're eventually gonna get. To I'm definitely gonna, you know, eventually get to it. But, um, you know, um, I love to see more tools. Like there can never be too many options yeah. for people that are not. Uh, or CAD or Altium. Yeah. Oh, and uh, we'll, uh, this is great. The question is actually one of the things I was going to ask. Uh, this is good. Uh, it's about the Pi 5. Um, and uh, of it's course, go, go check out all the projects. There's a lot going on. But what I wanted to do, because a lot of, a lot of, I'll, I'll just kind of break it down. Wait, Dad. G good news, bad news. Uh, it's cool that there's a new Raspberry Pi out. I think the challenge is people need to know because before it was like, oh, it's going to be an educational computer. Now, obviously, it's kind of like they're adding all these things and it's a lot faster. And yes, it could be used for education, but there's a lot more. And then there's our world, which is like, what, can you do Python stuff on it? Um, so the question that just popped up in the chat was the same thing I was going to ask you is. Wow. So, coincidence. so yeah. So in context of um, one, the Python and hardware newsletter, but just generally speaking, what are the elements of the Pi 5 that, you know, um, you're interested in or excited about? And then what does this mean for people who do Python on hardware? Like we have Blinka, maybe we can talk about that a little bit, but what yeah. what do you think is like Lady Ada Engineer is uh, interesting about the Pi 5? There, there's a couple interesting things. First off, I will, I will say I do not, I'm not a beta user, so I do not have a Pi 5 and I'm not, I'm basing this only on like the photos and information that's out there. I also have not watched, I know there's like hour long interviews. I haven't had time to listen to this either. Uh, but from just looking at the specs and looking at the photo, the stuff that is most interesting to me is uh, we now have four lane MIPI and CSI. So big displays, big cameras, um, you know, very fast data transfer. Um, secondarily, um, the PCIe slot, I think is also very neat. I think people who are using the CM4 modules were like, hey, you know, there's PCIe yeah. connecting cellular modules. Um, is not going to be very easy before you kind of go through USB and like it's not as easy and fast and maybe you can't take advantage of. There's a lot of stuff for the laptop market that would be able to plug into an M2 format and use the PCIe bus. And so um, I think that there's definitely this kind of collision of like the Raspberry Pi 5 and a laptop comp computation capability. But they did keep the GPIO, which I think is great. And I think the thing that's going to be very interesting 
is the RP1. And I think that's a little bit of like, um, like a silent strike. I don't know what the word is, but it's like, there's, it's like, what is this chip? Oh, it's a Southbridge. Okay. But knowing what they did with the RP2040 and knowing that obviously they must have taken everything they learned with the RP2040 and integrated it into the Southbridge chip, I think that it's going to, it's, they're they're very smart and they know the kinds of projects people want to do with Raspberry Pi. They know the constraints that they've had in the past because GPIO on single board computers is on the Raspberry Pi, it's fairly fast, but in general, it's very slow and it's very clunky. It'll be very neat to see. Do they add analog inputs? Did they add PWM outputs? Maybe pulse inputs, maybe um they have you know neopixels on the PIO. You can control like multiple you know neopixels through the GPIO. Having a really tightly coupled RP2040 for that, the PIO speed, um, you know, motor control, NeoPixels, PWMs, analog inputs, you know, PWM outputs, all that good stuff with the horsepower of the Pi 5 main processor and RAM. I think it could be, you know, it, it's a really big step up and it reminds me a little bit of the interesting stuff that the BeagleBone Black did where yeah. like BeagleBone had this built. They filled a void because they were, you know, they're 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 part of TI, so they're already like, let's make something that's not just like a Raspberry Pi yeah. thing. Let's like kind of go to the next level. Yeah, this the built-in PRU, and I think like with that, there was like this Ethernet communications. But I think the Raspberry Pi folks, they know they know this stuff. Like they have now full control, um, and you know, it's it's funny. It's like. You can tell that the silicon shortage, they were like, you know what? No, we're just going to make our own chip. Like, we are tired of negotiating and fighting and to get the, the millions of quantities that we need at the price we have to hit. And I think they, they, I'm, I don't know this. I'm just guessing, right? So, like, don't, I'm not speaking on behalf of Raspberry Pi. But if I were them, having gone through the last few years, I would be like infuriated that I'm saying never again, dependent. like never again. You're so dependent on on a, yeah. a third party vendor because you're like, okay, I've de designed in your chip. And, you know, they're making millions and millions and millions of Raspberry Pis a year. And it's like if they're designed chip. in and then now they're they feel like they're they're not I don't say held hostage, but they're reliant on another company. I think that one thing that oh. uh, from what I know about um, Raspberry Pi folks is they don't like they really like to chart their own path and they don't like to be reliant. So I think this was a really, it's going to be very interesting. Like they're going to break the mold of what a single board computer can do with yeah. hardware interfacing. Okay. And that's like a ramp, but like, no, this is, you know, here's the thing. You win, so, like yeah. And so I'm about to say something. This is not a ding on all the coverage out there. There's a lot of good coverage, but there's also a lot of coverage, which is just like, Here's a Raspberry Pi five, and they just read off a spec sheet. Like that's not kind of our style. So like yeah, like the processing speed to me, I'm like okay, cool. It's yeah, fine. that's not that's, interesting. That's why I thought it'd be good for like you know Lady Ada to like talk about like and this is a good question. Like what's interesting to you? And then as we get these, um, whether it be the end of October, or however these are gonna get uh, shipped out to the resellers, um, we'll have this type of in depth stuff because what we don't want to do is just like quick get a video up so we can show that we have specs on like i feel like the the community that's out there that's that really does electronics they can always read the spec sheet but i think there's there's other pieces of this that you know you're like here's how you can actually use it and here's the things in some context yeah it's a little bit like you know you play a video game like you know like you play a video game and you're like 
there's this like weird tool that you pick up and you're like, I don't, you know, what is this? But like, somehow you're like, I know I'm going to need this for the boss battle, right? It's always like, like the glass sword. And you're like, wow, this is, this is so weird. I know that this is going to be something that I use, like it's the most powerful tool in, in the entire game. If I just like learn the magic spell to unlock it. And I think that's where the RP one is for me. Okay. Um, so stay tuned to the newsletter because we're going to be putting a lot of this stuff in, especially as the, the pie ships. Um, it's part of Vader for Daily. It shows up at your mailbox every single week. VaderforDaily.com. Let's talk about some of source hardware. So uh, as I mentioned before, with this cool graphic, we're past 420 redesigns. That means... I want that dress. Yeah. <laughs> that means 420 products didn't have an available chip, so we had to redesign it, and now we're locked in to being able to make it or be flexible or like whatever. So this can't happen again. It's open hardware month. We're up to 697. Yes. We're going to cross 700. We'll be the first company that's gotten to 700 um, open hardware designs published. We were the first to get to 500, first to get 600. We're going to be the first to get 700. We submitted over 700. Yeah. They just have to approve that. And, you know, it's not a competition or anything. However, it's a competition for ourselves. Like, when it when when some entities are saying we're not doing open source anymore because oh there's no reason to do it we're showing that this is a signal to the community like not only is there a good reason to do it it's a good uh it's good for marketing it's good for the world it's good for the customers it's good for the community but it's good to be a good there's too many words good here good yeah it's it's, uh, good. it's 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 possible to be a good cause and a good business and we could say it or we could do it. I'm gonna do a little bit of both today. So, anyways, um, so watch that number. It's watch hit, that number. Gonna hit. We're gonna hit 700 soon. Yeah. And um, don't, don't hassle them though. They're they, they're getting to it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I mean, and, we hassle them, but you should. Yeah, but viewers shouldn't hassle. Them. Yeah, and we're really happy about it. So, anyways, um, we have guides, tons and tons of guides, and that's yeah, that's part of our uh, charter as well which is let's publish and share and teach the world ad, yes. ad free. <laughs> this week, we've got two guides um, from Liz Clark. Uh, so this actually was, she wrote this a week ago, but it took me a while to review it. It's a massive guide. Everyone who sees the RGB matrix portal, like the, the matrices in the matrix portal are like, hey, we want a scoreboard for like sports ball. But and we actually tried to do this with the original Matrix Portal M4 a couple of years ago, but it turns out that the ESPN feed, which is like the feed you want to use, is so big it will not fit in the RAM of a SAMD51. But now that we have the S3 Matrix Portal, we got plenty of PS RAM in there. Um, I think like whatever two megabytes or or more, um, we can easily fit the entire ESPN feed. And so no matter what sports ball, sports puck game you want to show off. Um, you can set up a scoreboard. This is actually using four 64 by 32. So yeah, 64 by 32 by four, 64 by 32 matrices to make a 128 by 64, like big screen. I think Liz is going to get some photos if she hasn't yet of, of her on her wall. And, um, yeah, I have a quick little video. Let's oh, just, great. Yeah. Let's just play real fast. Okay. Um, you can build a large RGB LED matrix display to keep track of your favorite sports teams. A Matrix Portal S3 running circuit Python fetches data from the ESPN API. Four 64x32 matrices are tiled together to form a 128x64 pixel display that is approximately 20 inches wide by 10.5 inches high. You'll run a Python script to gather and prep the team logos for the project. The script downloads the logos, resizes them, and applies gamma correction 
so that they'll look crisp and bright on the matrices. When the Matrix Portal S3 boots up, you'll see all five of your team logos displayed. If a game is scheduled for your team, the date and time are shown alongside your team and the opposing team's logos. During gameplay, the current score and game details are shown. This updates as new data is available from the API. When a game finishes, the final score is shown. See how you can build your own scoreboard by checking out the Learn Guide at learn.adafruit.com. Go Pats! And uh, you have some other guides, too. Yes, and speaking of, because we have the S3 Matrix portal, um, Trevor also did a guide. Trevor is our iOS dev, and he really wanted to have a display that showed the New York Times uh, latest breaking news headlines. Uh, New York Times also has a feed um, that we can now fit into the Matrix Portal S3. So some great projects for, um, you know, if you have one of the new Matrix Portal S3s, um, it's less expensive than the original M4. It's in stock. It's easy to use, and you can do many more projects with it. Okay. Um, check out learn.adafruit.com. You'll see lots more. And also, if you want to publish a guide, you can use our playground section now. That is right. Oops, I just like... What do I do here? You go there. Yeah. Then... Anyways, you get a playground. Yeah. Um, we're calling these playgrounds. So these are all um, guides that uh, people want access to our editor tool. And here you go. It's like, you know, you get great stuff from Adafruit folks. Uh, and we love making detailed guides that are like for more products that really show off the capabilities. But sometimes we do little projects that are like, hey, they're not... Um, yeah, it's not a product out. guide or anything. Yeah, it's, it's, it's whatever you want. Fun. It's not a full guide. Maybe you don't want to go into like the huge editing process that we do. Um, yeah. Some Adafruit folks and people from the community, you can make your own notes, and they're not public. These are the featured ones. Yeah. If you want to feature them, there's a little thing at the top that says "Show and Tell." Get this featured, and um, once that happens, we'll just quickly check over, and make sure. Yeah, we're doing a soft it. launch um, for folks just to like see how this goes, and people are using it already. So yeah, check it out. And it's like cool because it's like it's live instantly. The what you write, you write. It's basically yeah. like other sites, but our promise is we will never put tons of banners and ads and interstitials and pop up. Like you're not going to get that whole yeah. login to read the rest of this guide. Yeah. It's totally yeah, and not free. yeah, not a ding on other sites because they have a different they have a different uh model than we do. We sell hardware and uh we just don't want we don't mine your data to put ads on it to, no. to run a business. Whether you have an ad blocker or not, the site's gonna yeah. be exactly the same. <laughs> so we also don't like the you have to sign up, then you get spammed. So we'll see. This is how we're running a business. So far, it's been working out. Um, we think there's enough people out there that appreciate the style of like, well, I'll just buy hardware once in a while because I like electronics and open source and want to support it. And that's how we fund doing all this stuff. Okay, uh, let's do, uh, speaking of, let's uh, show you some factory footage.
All right. Does a little glimpse into our pick and place who wanted to be the star this week. So we gave the pick and place a little bit more airtime going through all the motions and more 3D printing. Zip, 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 zip. Okay, so this week what we're going to do is we're going to show some 2023 Halloween projects to consider, to get inspired by, and then we're going to do... The Halloween Roundup. Yeah, Halloween Roundup, and then we're going to do a speed-up, see you on the other side. Spooky. Here are top five 3D printed projects you can make for Halloween 2023. With the return of the AtSamD51, the Halloween M4 is the best dev board for your spooky themed projects. A desktop sized tombstone makes a great home to display your admiration for animated eyes and diffuse NeoPixel LEDs. Keep yourself cool and light up your way while trick-or-treating with this portable LED flame. This medieval-themed torch houses a mini-fan and NeoPixel Jewel powered by a Gemma M0. Energize your cosplay with the power of NeoPixels with this 3D printed emerald. With the Circuit Playground Blue Fruit, you can remotely change the color and brightness of this gem to fit just about any costume. Showcase iconic symbols of All Hallows' Eve with these animated neon LED signs. Each sign features a specialized animation embodying the symbol it represents. Powered by a Cutie Pie RP2040, this small yet capable dev board is housed in a fashionable case in the shape of a coffin. Upgrade this small flying ghost prop with a remote controlled candy dispenser. With a Circuit Playground Blue Fruit and a servo, you can deploy a bag of treats or tricks from your mobile device. We think it's great for those who want to keep a safe distance while still interacting with their unexpected guests. Whether you want a lighter prop or something more involved, the Adafruit Learn system has tons of projects to inspire.
All right, don't forget the code is VCNL. Let's do some INPI. INPI brought to you by DigiKey. Don't forget who it is. It's Brady. <laughs> when performance meets, performance matters most, Brady. Um, that's this week's new product introduction. She liked your logo. It's kind of, it's kind of a cool it's logo, cool. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is this new interesting product this week? Okay, so this week's um, IMPI is is a labeler. And you're probably like, yeah, okay, so I can get a labeler at like my local stationery store. Why do you talk about a labeler? And at first I was kind of like, you know, I was like, oh, it's a like yellow and rugged, you know, so what? But the more I actually started, no, I mean, I like, I wouldn't be self-deprecating. It's actually yeah. a really cool product. I'll admit, so sometimes, you know, I purchase one of the INPIs to review it. And I kind of tend to give them away to people. I'm like, oh, hey, look, it's like a toolbox bag. Maybe, yeah. you know, or you like this tool or this screwdriver kit. Uh, this one I'm keeping. This is a really nice product. Um, and the price is, of course, really good as well. Um, so there's two versions. There's the M210 and the M210 Lab. I'm going to be talking about the M210, but the, the lab version um, is for people who are like working in a, like a chemistry or biology lab, and it, it handles vials um, printing a little bit better. I think there's a couple other changes with the, what symbols are available, whatever, but I'm going to talk about the M210, which is good for general purpose. So I have a labeler already that I have used for just like labeling boxes and, you know, sometimes PCBs or samples or whatever. And it's, you know, it's, it's a crafting style, like home labeler. And so it has like cute icons and like it can do like a couple different fonts. This is a labeler specifically for engineers and makers and scientists and, you know, chemists and um, electricians and people who are working with um, technology and you'll see like there's a lot of specific things that it does that you will not get in other labelers but you're basically paying for the same price so uh first off yes it is ruggedized um it comes with um if you go back one it, it comes with a really nice uh rubber grip outside um everything is like nicely protected like it's not going to crack in half and break if you drop it not that you should drop it um and okay so i can go back back one um it can take either DC power or batteries, or there's actually a rechargeable battery pack you can use. Um, it's really fast to change out the cartridges. I'll do a demo. Uh, you know, languages, um, you know, nice keypad that's really easy and nice to use. Everything's nicely labeled. Um, nice and hefty, um, but it's a lot of the other little details that, um, like the QR codes and modes that make this so cool. So uh, first up, you know, um, maybe you can go to me like really fast. I'll just hold it just really quickly. I'll just hold it up and show like, here's how, how big it is. So it's a little bit big and it'll edit screen. And, you know, you type on the keypad. It does not connect to a computer. You have to use it like standalone. There's a version that's connected to a computer. Maybe I'll cover it in the future INPI. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so go back to the uh, edit screen. So you have an edit screen and, um, you know, that you can have multiple lines, which is another thing. A lot of labelers don't let you have multiple lines. You can also do single line if you want and just pick a font that's bigger and it will stretch to be the full size. But you have multiple lines of text. Um, you can select different sized fonts by pixels. You can do bold or not bold. Um, there's a lot of like extra capabilities. Um, there's lowercase, uppercase, you know, battery life. So that's kind of like only the number of text lines is a little unusual. Um, it's just not supported. What is neat is it has languages. Like my hobby labeler doesn't have multiple languages or uh, fonts. So um, this one, they're all 
you know, I will admit they're all like romantic fonts in, in that they use, like you're not going to get Farsi, you're not going to get um, Hebrew, you, you know, there's a Russian version, you can get Cyrillic, but at least you can get like, you know, Swedish and French and Spanish and German and, and Dutch and a lot of very popular European uh, languages. So um, there are multiple language support, you can select that. And in addition, there's also Greek fonts. So even though they don't have like the interface in Greek, you can type in Greek, which is useful because you're going to want pi and mu and omega and you know, sigma and, and theta and all these symbols and delta that when you're entering in um, you know, mathematical or scientific symbols, you'll want to use the, um, the Greek symbol, especially you know, electronics use mu and uh, omega eta. Okay, and sigma, and uh, sigma sometimes. All right, next step, lots of fun symbols. So, you know, my hobby, thermal uh, hobby labeler has like a cloud and like a happy face. Um, this one has symbols of like how you're going to die. So <laughs> electrocution, radiation, and ground faults, but also a lot of electrical symbols as well. So, um, you know, grounds and batteries, antennas, speakers, diodes, etc. Um, home electrical, this is definitely, you know, if you're an electrician or you do um, facilities maintenance type stuff or telecom maintenance, they have all the icons you'll need to uh, quickly label stuff without having to type out washing machine. There's a symbol for washing machine um, or, you know, like cold water, this direction. They have the, you know, the arrow ready for you. Um, another nice thing that you're going to get and I just thought was super cool is QR and data matrix support. Um, I can show now, or maybe at the end we'll show the overhead. Um, I printed out a couple QR codes, and yeah, they print out uh, perfectly. Yeah, sure, sure okay. okay, let me just. Uh, All right. Yeah. There you go. All right. So. Um, See? Yeah. So this is like a QR code I printed. So I'll, uh, you know, all you do is is enter. You enter the QR code mode, and then you just type in what you want the QR code to be, and it prints it. And you can interleave. Um, you know, this is like data matrix plus text plus symbols. Um, and it's also just Adafruit, but this is a this is a true QR code, and it's scanned on my phone, so I know it works. And here's some other symbols, uh, you know, printed out. So like, yeah, it's exploding. Cool. Um, yeah, it's a very nice, nice quality printer. All right. um, so okay, so um, okay, so it does codes. Uh, so you know, data matrix barcodes, code thirty nine, code one twenty eight. It'll even print out the text underneath it. Uh, you can see how that there's like over there's an outline on the text. That's how you know what's going to go inside. You know, you you use the arrow keys to get inside that box and you type in what you want to appear within the data matrix or QR code. Serialization. Um, this is very neat. If you want to serialize, you know, you want to start with the number 1000 and you end at 1000. Oh, this is cool. 2000, it will automatically print out as you press print, each one will increment and you can change the increment value as well. And it does alphanumerics. Oh, yeah. So it's like, I have been there where I was like, oh man, I have to. This is good if you have a maker company and you even want to have like some type of uh, number. Serial numbers. Or, yeah, you could do lots or of Or like if you're labeling, you know, like I was labeling, um, I did this Burning Man project and we had like, what was it, 250 different LED boards and I, they had mm -hmm. to be uniquely numbered. And I had to survive like wet, playa, mud, dirt, typhoon. And I would have absolutely used this to just like quickly label each one on the back. Instead, I had to like sit there with a Sharpie and like try to, I, I Sharpied and then I put tape over it to protect yeah. it. I could have just used this labeler, which didn't exist at the time. Okay, serialization, very cool. I've not never seen this on a labeler before. Um, 
time stamping and date coding. So there is a built-in RTC. You can set the date and time, which I didn't show. There's a different screen where you set the current date and time. Once you've set it, you can then insert timestamps so that when you print out the label, it will print out with the exact time it was printed. So like, you That's know, cool. at the time and different formats. And they have like every ISO format for, for time and date. So really neat. And you can, of course, save, you can like, there, I didn't show this, but there's a way to save the label. We can recall it later. So if you have to like timestamp multiple things, um, somebody said, does it support ISO dates? It supports every date format. Believe me. Interesting panel residential. If you do electrical work and you're constantly printing out labels for electrical panels, these are all built in. You <laughs> can tell it like you can just check off which ones you want and it will pre This is like them. made by someone who did stuff. This is absolutely <laughs> made by someone who's like, I am never typing yeah. in bedroom four again. Yeah. And it can pre-print lengthwise you don't you don't have to print yeah. like length it can print like widthwise and so you see that label it prints out each one in order with the correct spacing specifically for breaker panels and there's a breaker mm -hmm. panel mode and it like it knows it's like oh you tell me how wide each breaker is and I'll, it'll just like do it all for you so the thing i thought was so neat like all that stuff was very cool but the wire management is like amazing so first off it can do flags automatically and it does the right, like you tell it the cable diameter and it will do the right distance between the text. Yeah. So you can flag the text. So this is a flag. That's what it looks like. But you're like, nah, I don't want the flag. Cause like, you know, any, whatever. It's like, I don't want it to like flip around. They also have wraparound self laminating style where you can, you print it and then you wrap it around the cable to like secure it. There's also a version that can like rotate, but um, I didn't want to show that because I didn't find it interesting. The most interesting, you can print on heat shrink with this device. So if you <laughs> go to the overhead, this, um, hold on, I gotta eject this cartridge because I was actually using it. So this is heat shrink that comes on um, a reel and then you can print out and like, you know, I, I just- Get the focus button. Oh yeah. Sorry. You can, um, I don't know, it's like, of course it's going to like not show one second. No, I, you could tell when you bent it that that was heat shrink, but. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'm sorry. It's like, I'm not able to show it very well. Cause it's like, uh, yeah, it's, 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 heat yeah, it's heat shrink. So and when you shrink it onto the cable, you can have like these beautiful yeah. labels. Um, and it comes in a couple of different thicknesses. This is just the one that, um, so, you know, like permanent wire marking. Um, that's very beautiful and easy to read each time. So I was like, okay, you have, you know, your logic and logic. Like I'm absolutely doing this to my sale because like, I can't tell like, which yeah. is pin one. It's like, you have to remember the number, the colors. It's like, no, black is zero one. I'd rather just have it labeled this way. So this is just like their, their, their demo shot yeah. of it. Okay. So you, very cool. And you can buy these. There's yeah. at least 50 in stock. There's uh yeah, there's a bunch of stock. Um, the price is really good. There's also a kit that comes with a lot more, like comes with the battery pack and the DC supply. This is just, you know, it doesn't even come with batteries. You have to include the batteries. It does come with one um thing of 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 tape. I don't know how long it is, it's three quarters inch thick, uh, wide, and it's nylon cloth. Um, and this is fine to get started with, but you know, DigiKey stocks like four thousand different um tapes. Yeah. So I was expecting it to be like 500 bucks. It's not $129. Like this is a pretty good deal. It's a, yeah, no, and, it's a very nice but, So I'm going to say like, I didn't see this INMPI before the show. Yeah. Because we were like racing to get the uh, 
the shit. Yeah. This is really neat. This is like one of the best. So this I've, had, I've cool. had so many crappy label printers. This is really cool. No, I'm keeping it's it. Like, I was like, I was like, it, I was first I was like, I'll it, give it to Garrett. And I'm like, ah, you know what it is? I'll, I'll tell you, you know, we make no money on if you buy this or not. Like, yeah, we whatever. don't. There's no commission. Um, so the thing I like about this is like clearly someone had a terrible life and they were surrounded by la by label printers and they're like i am going to fix this one problem because there's like yeah. i've had label printers i'm like man i wish it did incremental things i wish it did this. i wish i could store these things i wish i could do this and now i'm like there's qr codes that i want to do like this is really this is really good yeah i will say that Anyways. yeah this is one the one thing is is that you know you do have to buy the consumables you have to you know buy the i assume so yeah the, the cartridges yeah so you work that into your cost i think for the labor it saves you it's well worth it um, yeah. And again, it comes in. Every yeah, do your time. math and everything, but yeah. like, yeah. So, just from my point of view, especially because it has a full keyboard, the next time instead of like reaching for, I have like you know the, the brother P touch or whatever that that breaks and you just get another one. Yeah, I think I'm. We just, even did a video about how broken. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna switch to this. Yeah. And then we'll report back later. But this looks good. Okay. Yeah. That's, Anyways, that's the NMPI. So. That's pretty the cool. The Brady. Oh, and Okay, don't forget the code is VCNL. We're gonna roll right into Brock's as well. Okay, coming soon's Pi stuff. Yes, so the Raspberry Pi 5 um, was announced. It is not shipping yet. Some people have them because they are beta testers. However, uh, you know, we do not have any of these and stuff, but we did want to put stuff in the shop. You could sign up, and when we get some promise, we will have, you know, one for yeah. customer limit and we will notify people. As soon as we can. So the Raspberry Pi 5 computer available in 8 gig and 4 gig memory. There's a case that goes with it that has a small fan. There's a more intense uh, heating unit, uh, sorry, a cooling unit um, if you're using high computation, a real time clock battery that you can use um, if you want to use the built in RTC capability, a 5 amp, 5 volt power supply. Um, you don't need 5 volt, 5 amp. You can get away with 3 amp to start. But if you're going to add like screens and cameras and hard drives and cellular modules, you'll get up to 5 amps. And so, uh, especially if you want to use a USB ports for a bunch of stuff. So these are all coming soon. And we're going to stick to if you order it from Adafruit, that means we have it and we ship it. We're not doing back orders. They've been rebranded as pre orders. That's a back order. Um, my suggestion read the Raspberry Pi blog post carefully. They say the best way to get it is to be a subscriber to Hackspace and Magpie. That's who will get them first. Let's get an email first, and then you buy them from Pi Hut first. Everybody else, you got to wait until Raspberry Pi ships to those resellers, including us. So we're going to do first come, first serve once we have them in stock, of course. And you have to be two-factor authenticated, and we're not going to let people buy them and you know put them on eBay. Um, but if you're if if you don't care about that, subscribe to Hackspace. Get in line that way. That is definitely the first and best way. As per Raspberry Pi. That's right. Okay, next up. Okay, we also have some more screens, and these screens are actually starting to come into stock. So um, this may or may not be in stock by the time, uh, you know, because we just got them in today. We have, this is a 3.4 inch diagonal capacitive touch 40 by 40 display and a bar display. This one is uh, a slim, I think, 240 by 960 bar display very cool shape squares squares and bars so you're going to see us kind of putting these in the shop just to get the photos taken and then we'll probably do one big um 
show where we can yeah every we can display yeah we have the and show the cool sushi conveyor thing we got videos star trek videos they were putting on these things this is a whole new product line for us it's under the qualia umbrella yeah we do check it out and the start of the show besides you lady Ada, our community our customers our entire team everything that makes data for go is the vcnl 4020 this is a uh next generation uh, VCNL sensor, we've stocked the VCNL 4000 and the 4010, and I think the 4040. Well, the 4020 uh, has a really wide lux range. I think it goes up to like 16,000 lux. It also does proximity up to 200 millimeters. Um, so it's, you know, a very inexpensive proximity and lux sensor. Um, easy to use. It's I2C. Uh, we have Arduino code. We'll have a CircuitPython uh, library coming soon, but we wanted to get this into the shop. Uh, I just thought I'd show yeah, you know, have a quick demo. Um, hold on, I'm going to reset from my previous demo. Okay, so we've got, uh, this is just it over I squared C. And this, it can go much, much faster. It can go 250 uh, frames, um, so 250 samples per second, but I slowed it down so that the display wasn't too uh, nutty. And as it, you know, it's measuring IR bounce, so as my finger gets closer, uh, the number goes up. So it's good for like close measurements. It's not like the time of flight sensors that are, you know, um, designed for one to two or four meter distances. This is for close distances. You can see the IR LED bounce there. And for Lux, it's good for, like I said, up to uh, 16,000 Lux. Um, but yeah, this is just a prototype. It's not going to be green. I just happen to have a green one. Um, but the, um, the black one is in stock uh, right now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean it's a it's a nice little you know low level proximity and um, lux sensor, and it's a lot less expensive than time of flight for sure. And that's our new products. Okay, and don't forget the code is VCNL. Um, we're gonna answer some questions. Yes. Discord. We're gonna get there in just a minute. We have a top secret. We're gonna do. Oh. Yeah. Live so. in the vault. Ready? Yep. Okay, what's the top secret? Okay, it's super top secret. You don't even you don't even know what this is. Mm -hmm. This is actually an old design that I, I again during the chip shortage I had to put away. This is a USB host shield. Um we have, you know, for the RP2040 a USB host feather that uses all the PIO to make USB host work. And it like kind of basically sort of works, but you have to use a lot of the capabilities of the RP2040. And also maybe you don't want, you maybe you want ESP32 instead. So this is a um, max, oh my goodness, what's the number again? It's like the max 3421E, which has been used in a lot of like USB host shield uh, type things. We want to make a feather for it. Uh, it's got a nice um, USB host socket and a five volt uh, boost converter. And it works great in Arduino. We're going to try to add support as well for CircuitPython um, so that pretty much any board can connect to keyboards and mice, um, disk drives, you know, so your USB key, you can plug it in um, and other accessories that come with USB um, without having to use, use an RP2040 or having to upgrade to like, you know, a really beefy, Cortex M7 processor with you know dual USB support. So uh, this will be really neat, I think, um, especially in Featherwing format. Just top secret.
Okay, let's get some questions out and then we will see everyone yep. next week, but we got time for some questions. Okay, first one is the iPhone 15 introduced USB-C. Any plans to make a microcontroller with USB mail plug for easy connecting to smartphone, maybe for accessibility project? So I've looked at it and I'll say there's the one thing is that when you have something that has a plug, like a USB-C particular plug, there's a lot of like if you bump it, that's a huge lever that um, you need a massive amount of strain relief to do. And a lot of maker projects don't have a ton of strain relief. And so even though it would be super cool to do that instead, if you look in the shop, I have this little like USB, USB, like it's the shortest cable in the world. So it's like little like it just has two ports back to back. And I think people could use that instead if they really, really wanted to not use a cable. But honestly, for like your devices, um, life safety i would just use a cable yeah um duester got the magpie code last week and went on order so by the way do it that's so ding 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 you won so again if you look on the raspberry pi so you know they're they're very smart about the way they're doing stuff they've they've said hey you could pre-order from our resellers because before you know it turned into back order so saying pre-order is a is a, it's, it's true it's a pre-order but those there's back orders for a while, so it's unknown how many are going to go out. So they do have a media property or properties, which is uh, Magpie and Hackspace, and those are uh, from Raspberry Pi. So they want to have people subscribe to their magazine, so that makes a lot of sense. And then they have a partnership with Pi Hut. So if you're a subscriber to the magazine, even if you were to start right now, you'll get an email that gives you a code to place a pre-order and those get allocated. Those are where the pies are going to go first, the pie fives. So, cool. so mean, if you really need one, that's the yeah. way I would do it. And you're, you know, you're supporting a magazine for people like you who want to see magazines like that. I think it's hard to find magazines for makers. Um, there's not, you know, tons out there and that's one of them. So um, that is the way to do it. Um, smart. Good job. Um, we're, you know, we're just like, Hey, we want to make sure that if you place an order on Adafruit, you're not waiting forever because we don't know how many Raspberry Pis we'll ultimately get. There's lots of different distributors. If you place an order on our site for Raspberry Pi when we have them, and stuff, it's because we have them. It's because we physically have yeah, it. I have it. Yeah. You, I, we could lick it. Yeah. Then we don't, but we yeah. could. And I, and I guess you know there is there is the thing like well are you you know you're leaving money on the table because you could take pre-orders. You could. But if there's something that we learned over the last few years is if once you take the money and charge someone's card, you should ship and, and it should ship, you know, not months or longer. It should ship within hours. So that's what we're doing. Any update on the data factory moving? Yeah, the update is it's a very compelling time to find factory space in New York City. The um, retail real estate apocalypse happened. Um, no one is taking on large amounts of space. So we're able to say what we want and we're starting to talk different places and they're coming back with fantastic offerings for us, which just means we might have bigger spaces, more overhead, we could pay our team more, we can add more benefits, um, all that good stuff. So, yeah. But we haven't signed anything and we're still uh, playing some parties against each other. So yeah we we don't want to we don't want to show our cards yeah because you know they all watch this show <laughs> well yeah i would yeah and okay. you know well here's the other thing um and we've said this before 
Um, so when we have a different style of negotiation, I guess, um, if we're negotiating with a party, we're honest and we'll say, here's what the other party has offered us. If you can match this or beat it, we'll go with you if the offers are the same. We don't just lie and say, well, you know, lowball you and like do stuff because I feel like unless you're willing to walk away from a position or a deal, you're not really negotiating. You're just lying and trying to bluff. So, um, you know, a good example is when we had FedEx and UPS at the same time um, during the, the potential strike, um, we told UPS, like, we're going to stick with FedEx unless you can match or beat it. And they're like, no problem. But before that, they, they couldn't and they wouldn't. So, that you know, they knew they're just like, we that's a customer that is yeah. perfectly fine in FedEx right now. And when we negotiate, if we say we're willing to walk, we really are. We don't bluff on it. Yeah, we just won't. Yeah, there's no, because I feel like that's like, that's so silly. It's like, okay, you know, here's our, you get that your best offer? Well, and then you're, and they're like, no. And you're like, okay, fine. <laughs> it's not really negotiation. You just yeah. kind of get caught in line. So anyways, that's but how negotiation is a win-win. I think it's like what we, when, when we negotiate, yeah. we're not trying to like screw over the other party. We're like, hey. Here's what we think is fair. Here's what like the, uh, the what the market is. Yeah, we're always. What yeah. can you do to make it work out? And we're not, and we don't go to the lowest cost things often. We want to go for the best value because you do get what you pay for with this stuff. It's true. So, anyways, that's the update, and we'll have more as soon as we can um, share more. Um, we just have to make sure it's okay for us to start talking about it more. But yeah, absolutely, this is a really good time to find large amounts of space if you're a manufacturing company. Uh, in New York, because those spaces are empty and they need to fill them, and we want to. So, okay, good questions. All right, that's our show, everybody. Hey, everybody. This has been Ada Free Production. Thank you so much, everybody. We'll see everybody next week. Here is your moment of Zener. <laughs>